welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey everyone, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Weekly Call. One of my favorite things to do uh, is record this podcast with you all. So lovely to see everybody arriving. If you are a regular listener to the podcast, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, please know that you can also join us live uh, for the recording, which is what we do every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Melbourne, Australia time. So uh, if you'd like to, if you've got questions, if you'd like to get some mentoring from me, uh, you can always join us live as well. Uh, Deanna is here. She's at a teacher training right now. Should I wait until I am certified? To ta- oh, great question, Jenna. We're going to get to that. Um, so if you are a regular podcast listener, awesome. You, please know that you can also join us live if you'd like to and interact. Kind of like going to class versus yoga glow. Both equal awesome. Uh, they're just a little bit different. So there's that. Um <laughs> Sign up to my mailing list to get all the details about when the calls happen at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash namaste. Alrighty, so today I am going to do a training about preparing for your first yoga photo shoot. Why? Because uh, my first yoga photo shoot was horrific, both the experience and the photographs, <laughs> really um, and and I don't want that to happen to anybody else ever, ever. Like if you have other friends who need to have professional photos done, they don't have to be a yoga teacher. Share this podcast with them. No one should feel as schmappy uh, as I did at the end of my first photo shoot. So here's what I I, I mean I did so many things wrong. Um, I'll I'll get into all of that, and then I've got. I've actually got, not only do I have points for you all today, I've got like sub points. So I'm thinking we might even turn this thing into a handout. That's how I'm getting my teaching on for you today because I'm serious. I, it was it was really bad, like really bad. Uh, when I had that first photo shoot, I think I sent around in the email today that, uh, yeah, they rang me afterwards to give me the number to the suicide hotline because they were that worried about me. Because of such a, because I became such a hot mess, because it was so confronting, so disastrous, I had so much fear. Like, I'm talking self loathing, like the big stuff, you know, plunged into the forest kind of big stuff. That all happened for me on my first ever yoga photo shoot. Hell, 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 don't want that to happen to you. So, before we get underway, a couple of things. I'm currently in uh, Byron Bay. Lucky me! Hello, everybody offering and doing and practicing and sharing yoga in Byron Bay and around. There's a lot of it. It's awesome. It's also kind of intense uh, for a little girl who lives in a paddock full of kangaroos. It's kind of intense uh, here. <laughs> but for the most part, having a fabulous time studying some Hatha Yoga philosophy with my philosophy teacher, Carlos Palmeida. Get on his stuff if you're not already. It's good. Really, really good. I I realized that this is my 10th year, in fact, studying with Carlos, so I'm feeling very, very lucky. And I wanted to give a shout-out to uh, Eleni, who I met, who's also doing the training with me, who is in a, in this community with us, so that's pretty cool, bumping into people, getting to, like, eat great food, hang out, talk yoga, and bump into people who are part of my community. Love it. I'm feeling totally blessed, having a fabulous time. The The only if it's at all possible in such a yoga paradise, uh, downside for me right now is that uh, Wi-Fi 
equals sketchy. It's like Amy's Agnes Dumbasana firelogue pose, kind of, not really. So, um, you know, if I vanish for a moment, um, it's just a magical city, uh, uh, a, a Wi-Fi superpower that I have developed and I will be back. I've just taken momentary Wi-Fi samadhi and I promise you I will be back. It's just that the Wi-Fi is uh, batchy. <laughs> Sorry about that, but let's just all manifest. Everybody who's here live with me, like say so whoever, you, whichever deity you pray to for good Wi-Fi, <laughs> shout something out, start up a mala and we'll be fine. Okay, the next thing I wanted to say was uh, that this topic uh, I decided to teach on this topic because it's Pia in Australia. Hey, Pia. don't know if you're live with us today, uh, but I hope you get the replay. Pia wanted to know about photo shoots and getting ready for them. So I thought, well, she's, uh, I've got a whole lot of what not to do. Let's do a podcast about it. Also, um, some of the women who are coming on my Thailand retreat in January, I'll talk more about that at the end of our time together today. They were asking me about should they have a photo shoot while they're in Thailand or not? Is that a good idea or not? And so uh, I want to talk about that as well. And Deanna has written in uh, that she wants to know about when should she get her photo shoot happening. So these are all great questions. And if you have more questions, everybody who's here live with me, uh, go ahead and type them into the Q&A box now and it'll just help me because uh, this is a topic that I could talk about for hours. If you do have questions already, type them into the Q&A box and, uh, and it just helps me uh, you know, with a crummer of how the teachings are going to unfold so that I can make sure that uh, we cover everything that I got and I get to everything that you got as well. In fact, for everybody who's on the broadcast option, uh, type your, who's here? Type a hello to me into the chat box. I like to, into the Q&A, I like to know who I'm talking to on a Thursday morning. Okay, so you may like to take notes. Like I said, I've got bullet points and sub-bullet points. I've gone deeply into my shivering coded skill set, uh, and uh, you might like to jot these down. Um, even if you're not about to have a photo shoot, um, you know, the, having these on hand will make sure that you're ready and primed for when the time does come. Kate from Nevada is here. Hey, Kate. Katie, apologies, Katie. Great to have you here. Okay, so <clears throat> I've broken them down into three categories, and then there's like points under that. So if you think about, it's like the eight limbs of yoga and then you have the five yamas under, the yamas are one limb and then there's five points underneath that. I just want to, you know, I, I'm, I'm a visual learner. <laughs> I just want to map this out for you so you can see where I'm going here. Okay, so so category or limb number one is about boundaries. And if you've been a regular listener to the podcast for a while, you'll know that Amy likes to talk about boundaries. And Amy believes that in fact, one of the basic premises of yoga is that uh, is boundaries. Uh, it's not this, it's that. It's not that, it's this. It's in, it's out. It's light, it's day. It's this, you know, it's, it's in, it's like inhalation, exhalation, um, boundaries. So knowing your boundaries, um, getting clear about them at the, at the beginning of the process, committing to them and loving yourself enough to uphold them is critical in preparing for a yoga photo shoot, as it is with any task that you embark on in your yoga business, the big ones and the small ones. One of the places where this can get slippery is because depending on who you decide to go with as your photographer, and I'll talk more about that later, it can feel like a very hefty investment, particularly if you're just starting out. You know, like Diana, she's just doing her, um, she's just doing her uh, teacher training now, 
I, I know the first good photo shoot that I had was about $1,500. And at the time, that was probably, other than my teacher training itself, that was the most money I had spent on my yoga business that to that point. And I'd been teaching for seven years, maybe. Don't wait that long. Side note, don't wait that long. Get like Deanna, get in on it fast. So it can feel like a lot of money. And and if you know you have residual conditioning, if you have some like negative karma about money, you know, lack consciousness, poverty consciousness, fear of not enough, and this is not to make anybody wrong because we're all on that journey just at different points along it. But if you know that you have... Um, if you know that you have a tendency to freak out about spending money or if you've put something on a credit card and you don't normally do that or if it's the most expensive thing you've bought in your yoga business so far or if, I don't know, it's, it's caused, um, you've had to have a difficult conversation with your partner about investing in this way or if you simply just feel like, oh, my family could use this money in other ways and I feel kind of guilty. Any, um, any, any emotional kind of plaque that you have around spending the money is going to encourage you to get happy with you make poor decisions during the photo shoot and in the lead up to it. And that is absolutely what happened to me. Um, what happened to me and my, a, here's the suicide hotline uh, situation. So you got to feel great about your investment, whatever that takes. If you need to go out and make yourself extra money, so that you feel really clean and clear about spending it on photos, great. Go sell some private packages. If you need to find a photographer that fits your budget rather than maybe the one you'll go back to when you're even more prosperous in your business, great. Start there. After my colossal fuck-up photo shoot, pardon me, Apple, um, the next woman I hired, she was a photography student. She was one of my yoga students, and she charged me $70. Low risk. I felt great about the investment. So do what you need to do. Maybe it's a mindset work. Maybe you need to, you know, get yourself some abundance books. Um, some some do some do some work around shifting your money mindset. Whatever it takes. It's really important that you feel great about the investment, so that any residual lack consciousness doesn't corrode your boundaries. The next point around boundaries is knowing that you are the client. Like the photographer is the service provider. This is really important because we can sometimes give our power away to people that we perceive to be the authority. They know better than us. They, I don't know, really know what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to do whatever they tell me. Again, this is where I went so wrong with that photo shoot. So not only had I spent the most money ever in my yoga business when I didn't have much money and more to the point, I had more money than I had wealth consciousness. Let's put it that way. I was convinced that, you know, I was going to end up a bag lady who couldn't even afford to have a house full of cats. Do you know what I mean? Like that's where my money mindset was at at the time. So I was already in freak out about spending the money. Then I was so um, disempowered around who was in charge that I did everything that this photographer said. She said at the start, do you want black and white and color or just color? I said, I just want color. And at the end, I had half black and white, half color because she told me she'd been doing this for 12 years and she knew better. Um, I, did, I didn't see any of the photographs that she was taking them because she told me that wasn't part of her process and she'd been doing this for 12 years and she knew better. And I just took everything that she said. I gave all of my power away. I let her be completely in charge. And as a result, the product that I got was rubbish and I didn't end up using any of those photographs. So remember, 
You are the client. You are the person in charge. Now, they are the expert. They are the authority when it comes to taking photographs. But as far as the process and the product, you got to own what you're buying. It's just like, um, it's okay, so let, let's say this. You were uh, building a house, right? You decide you're going to go build your own dream home. Now, you're not, probably not going to build it yourself. You probably pay a builder to build it for you. But you're not just going to buy a block of land and hire some dude and say, hey, you've been doing this for a while. Would you just go build me a house? I'll stand here and then I'll live in it at the end. But you're the builder. You go do it. The same, the same is true for your photographer. You've got to trust that they know their craft, that they can advise you on the specifics, that they know how to guide you and <clears throat> mentor you to get the right photographs. But you've got to own the process. Remember, you are the boss, ultimately. You are the client in this relationship and it's your job to manage the process, but also be responsible for the product. <coughs> Excuse me. And the last point on knowing your boundaries is really trusting your intuition and loving yourself enough to hire a photographer that excites and comforts you. So someone that feels trustworthy, someone who feels to you like they know what they're doing, and also someone who can put you at ease. So the photographer's that I after I after my seventy dollar situation, I then decided, okay, I can do this, and I hired a personal branding photographer, Renee Shea. If you want to look her up, she's fabulous. And I hired her because when we spoke, I trusted that she would keep me safe, that she knew what she was talking about, that she would um, that she had the capacity to adopt my vision, and that she was going to be um, fun to work with. And that was so important to me because of my horrific experience that I had earlier so if you're as my friend Michelle would say if your spidey senses tell you that someone is a nah then they're a no and that's okay just because you've never done this before doesn't mean that your higher self doesn't have great information about who you need to be working with I apologize there was too many double negatives in that sentence but hopefully you get my point it's like when you go to a new yoga teacher right I mean, give me a shout out if you're here live with me. Has there been a time when you've rocked up to a class and straight away you knew that that yoga teacher was creepy as F? I mean, I'm not, I know this doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. I've been in those classes. I remember one in particular, a man who wore a white pirate shirt. That should have given it away, really. And like white billowing pants. And I knew when I walked into that studio that it was going to be weird. And probably he was going to be inappropriate. And at the time, I was like, "Oh, don't be silly, stay. Don't be so, don't be so judgmental." But guess what? Uh, yeah, my high mind picked this guy straight up. Now, <clears throat> all of you Kundalini people, it was not a Kundalini class. The man just happened to be wearing white. I just want to say that. Hey, Katie, good to have you here. So trust your intuition. You know, hire, talk to different people, ring up people, chat with them on the phone, talk about who you are and what your vision is. Be as woo-woo as you like. Be you in how you talk to them. It's like a first date. If you show up and pretend to be something that you think the other person wants to hear, I mean, if that date goes anywhere, it's going to be bad, right? So be yourself. If they're not into you, okay. If they prefer to take baby pictures or graduation photos or corporate headshots, none of those people are going to be your people. But if they're prepared to adopt your vision and you feel good about them, yes hire them. So they're the three boundaries. Feel great about the investment. Remember that you are the client and you're responsible for the product and trust your intuition 
and choose to work with someone who excites and comforts you. How am I going so far, folks, with these? Um, <laughs> any comments or anything as we go? Love to hear from you. We've got some anonymous people here on the web call. Hey, anonymouses. I'd love to say, um, here's the thing about when you, when you get to type in the name into the, when you sign up, um, I get it if you don't want me to call you out. But I just like knowing who's here. We're a community, right? We're a cooler. Uh, I promise I won't, and I can't promise that I won't embarrass you because I may inadvertently. <laughs> All right. Point number two in the prepping for your photo shoot crummer for today is about preparation. Now, I cannot emphasize this one enough. You want to spend like, I don't know, four times as long preparing for your photo shoot as the photo shoot itself. Hair and makeup aside, maybe you're, I mean, now with my photographer Lubica, um, we can get, I don't know, like when I'm not in her studio more than 50 minutes, um, but I turn up with hair and makeup done and she knows what I want. It takes about 50 minutes and she takes a heap of photographs. And then I pick 20 of those and buy them from her and away I go until next time. That's about how much time it takes. But the preparation, not now. Now I can do it because I've, I've had so many photo shoots. But at the beginning, the preparation when I started working with Renee, hours. And that's good, okay? Let yourself take a long time to get ready. The more prepared you are, the better the photos. I promise you. So the first point in preparing for your photo shoot is to get really clear on what are the photos for. Now, I'm not talking about um, enhancing my brand or conveying authenticity. Yes, all of those things are super important. What I'm talking about is where are you going to use them? And this is where people get, I think, um, a little bit uh, befuddled. And I want to speak to the point here about one of my uh, GYYBers who asked, uh, who's coming on the retreat in January, should she have a photo shoot in Thailand? The problem that I see oftentimes with people having their first photo shoot is they overly complicate the photographs. They have beautiful photographs taken, but they're too busy and therefore they're difficult to use across all of your platforms. So for example, um, uh, uh, what, not last retreat, maybe three retreats ago, um, a bunch of people had photo shoots done in Thailand and the photographs were beautiful. Here's me sitting in a jungle. Here's me in a bamboo forest doing tree pose. You know, here's me sipping a coconut in a hammock. Gorgeous photographs. Except these women who had the photo shoots done, one of them, she lived in Perth. I haven't been to Perth for a while, but it's not exactly a tropical paradise, right? So she had all of these photographs that she was going to use on her website, on Instagram, on Facebook, on her posters. And because it was the first photo shoot she'd ever had done, they were the only photos that she had, so she needed to use them across all of those platforms, except they were photographs of her in Thailand. And she teaches yoga in Perth. And so straight away, there's a disconnect between what she's about and what her photographs show. Do you get me? So what I recommend is when you're getting, when you're just starting out, so Deanna, this is a good one for you. When you're just starting out, you're going to need the real basics. You're going to need the big hero shot that goes on your homepage. You're going to need the picture that you use on your Facebook profile and your Instagram avatar. You're going to need the basic picture maybe for a business card or a postcard or your poster if you're getting like a, a pull-up banner done for vendor tables or if you're getting like a, uh, you know, like a plastic banner to hang on a fence somewhere. You're going to need photographs for that. So 
So beautiful sort of location for photography is a is a fantastic thing, and I don't recommend it for your first shoot because what you're looking for is simply to convey who you are and the environment in which you teach ish. So it doesn't have to be in the studio where you teach. Don't take me too literal on this. But things like, um, you know, just a, just a fairly uh, plain wall behind you, um, like not super busy. Another one of my clients, she had a photo shoot done um, in in these gardens, beautiful gardens, but not the same sort different country to where, like decidedly different country to where she lives, not on brand. Difficult to use because her brand colors aren't in the gardens. If you don't have green in your brand color, those sorts of outdoorsy garden photos won't serve you. So just be thinking simple to start. Get clear on the purpose of the photos. If it is about populating a brand new website, you are not looking for fancy. And even if you just go to the, my homepage, which is a dog's breakfast, but I don't know if you say that anywhere else in the world. Who else? It, just let me know that. I often say these Australian phrases and then think, I don't know what people, people might know what that means. Um, dog's breakfast a bit of this and that. Uh, if your photographs look like that, it won't. My website, my homepage is a bit of a dog's breakfast. However, the photographs on it are all essentially me, pictures of me, just looking like me, uh, with a blue background, either uh, the side of the Salvation Army somewhere in Brisbane or uh, my friend Dougal's spare room that has a blue wall. There you have it, in Edinburgh. But the, the, essentially just there's, there's Amy and there's blue because that's my brand colour and that's it. Nothing fancy. Just here's my head. I look kind of happy and like a normal person. And here's my brand color. Keeping it simple at the start. Uh, as you continue to go, go and you get more and you have the basics down, then maybe it's the here's me doing mermaid pose behind a crashing wave. Right? Go rock that. But at the start, keep it simple. The second point in preparation, I really cannot emphasize this one enough, game changer for me, having an okay photo shoot and absolutely nailing it. Um, and I'll tell you the photo shoot where I nailed it with this step is if you go look at in my website, amymcdonald.com.au, if you click on the home study tab and then go into the powerful and prosperous course, that's a home study course about how to teach uh, one-to-one private classes and make, make great money from it. Anyway, look at the photos on that website, me and my student Wendy. Nailed it. I love those photographs because I was so prepared with this point. Create a Pinterest board for yourself and for your and for the particular shoot down to the level of actually having all of the photo- photographs that you want your photographer to recreate for you during the shoot. And I'm not kidding about this. This is going to give you a map so literally, you and your photographer have a shared vision on what it's going to look like. This is so, so powerful. So it looks like going into Pinterest, starting a new board, and and looking for yoga photography that you like and adding it to your Pinterest board. Next, what I recommend is that you actually write a comment on all of the photographs that you pin on your board Write a comment about what it is that you like about that photograph. For example, it might be, I like her hair in this picture. I want my hair to look like that. It might be, I like the wall in the background. That feels like my brand. I'd like to find a location like that. It might be, I like the way that she's doing this pose. I would like to do this pose in one of my photographs. But get yourself, There is this is not copying and it's not stealing someone's artistic uh, copyright because you can never get exactly the same photograph, nor would you want to. But it definitely will give you a map 
that you and your photographer, like literally Renee and I have had the laptop out, going through them one by one, getting the pictures that I want. The pictures were Wendy and I on that page that I mentioned. That's, they look like that because we were ready. I had pictures of, you, you know, yoga teachers that I admire or pictures from Yoga Journal or um, when I Google, when I search on Pinterest, yoga personal branding photography, great images came up. And they don't, my, me and Wendy don't look anything like the ones on the Pinterest board, you know, it, it, really. Um, but, but we could talk about what it was in that photo that I wanted to get. Renee knew what to do and together we created exactly the images that I needed. So create yourself a Pinterest board. <coughs> Excuse me. Point number three in the preparation is to choose your clothing with your brand colors in mind. This is really, really important. Um, you know, choose clothing that you feel comfortable in. Don't choose, you know, don't do that. I need to look slim in my photos, so I'm going to buy all my clothes too small. You know, no good. Uh, you got to feel comfortable. Um, and you got to feel good about what it is that you're wearing. So, uh, you know, if you've Here's a mistake I see people make. They go, they, oh, I've got my first photo shoot. Okay, I'm going to do this really well. They take themselves off to Lululemon. They drop a few hundred dollars on clothing that they've picked because it's the right colors, but they don't really like it or they can't imagine practicing in it. One of my fabulous clients was telling me about this. She bought two tops from Lululemon that she doesn't think she'll ever wear again. And then they feel crappy during the shoot because they're freaking out about the, the money that they spent on the clothes that they don't actually like. Don't do that. Um, feel great about the clothes that you pick. Pick things that are on brand. Um, here's an insider tip. Uh, <laughs> I, I, when I practice, I have, what are they called? The, it's a, it's one of the staple pants from Lululemon. This is like the, like the wonder undercrops, I think, is what I get. The black ones, size six, same every time. Right, that's it. I, I'm done. I don't want anything else. Keep it simple. That's what I like to practice in. But, uh, my brand colors are, uh, magenta and blue, navy blue. And so I own so many pairs of blue pants that I ain't ever going to wear on the sticky mat because that's just not my jam. Like, don't distract me. I'm a pitter on pitter, shivering coated yogini. I just want to wear my black pants and go in, thanks. Um, but I've got so many pairs of blue pants from all of the photos that I've had taken or these god-awful purple ones. Help me, please. Who told me that camo pink was a good idea? Anyway, that's beside the point. But here's what I know for sure. I have my photos taken in Bangkok on the way to my retreats because that's where my photographer lives. I know that the BTS station, the, what do you call it, the metro station that she lives at, there is this like discount joint in the basement and they have all the yoga pants for like $4. And they're terrible. Like you could never practice in them. They're like, I don't know, I'd say something inappropriate. But what I am going to say is like wearing sausages on your legs. You, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they're the condom of yoga pants, like they're terrible. Uh, anyway, they look good on camera. They cost me four dollars a pair, and at the end, I just like donate them to a charity bin because done, whatever. I feel great about them. I've never practiced in them. They look great on the photographs. They cost me four dollars a pair. Who cares? They're brand colors. So when you're choosing your clothing, it's got to feel good to you, and that doesn't necessarily. It should mean comfort, but it also means that you feel good about if you've had to if you've chosen to buy something, you feel good about that too. And think about your brand colours. It's not necessarily the stuff that you have in your wardrobe. Otherwise, you'd all be always looking at photos of Amy wearing <laughs> black pants. Um, and then next, last one in the preparation stakes is 
like make sure that your photographer is briefed before the shoot. And I'm not talking like the 10 minutes before the shoot. I mean, get on the phone or meet up for a coffee, talk through the, um, talk through the Pinterest board. Uh, you might like to Skype or, you know, uh, WhatsApp. I'm just sorry, not voice. What do you call it? Come on, Amy. FaceTime with your photographer so that you can actually show him or her the clothes that you've picked out. Um, but do spend time with your photographer preparing. You will pay for that as you should. It's good time, right? Their, their expertise. It will make the photo shoot better. Um, if they're with you on the process and if you've got the right photographer for you, They'll enjoy that. They'll enjoy working with you and helping you in that way. Folks, I just want to do a check-in because of the Wi-Fi situation here. If you're joining me live on the Q&A, can you just type me a yes or something to let me know that I'm not just talking to myself? Um, that would be awesome. Um, okay, great. Deanna, I'm going to answer Deanna's question now. Um, so, Deanna, essentially for your first question, so Deanna asked earlier, should she get her photograph done now? Yes, Deanna, get them done now. Um, but make sure, Deanna, if you're brand new, you might want to do a little bit of work around getting clear on what your business is about. If you're just doing your training, you might not have that clarity down. So um, definitely I've got some old podcasts about branding, um, like the basics there. Uh, see if there are any podcasts in there about uh you know, what your core message is and who it is that you're meant to serve and what sort of business you want to start. Um, but definitely, as soon as you start teaching or even just before, you need to have a website up, you need to have a strong online presence, social media, and you will need photographs for that. So I say, if I would say, yes, go for it now. <laughs> and know that you will also get better over time. Like I joke about this all the time, but the first time, so Lubica, Lubica, my branding photographer in Bangkok, Actually, she doesn't do personal branding photography. She does family portraits and babies, like, you know, babies in little shells, like Anne Gettys. Remember that? She does that sort of photography, That's, and she's really good at it, and she loves it. Like, before your baby is 10 days old, you have you have photos taken of your baby sort of in pearls and mohair. You know, that's the sort of photograph she does, and they're beautiful. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, so the props that she has in her studio are kind of all babies. You know, lots of bonnets, lots of little cups to put babies in. I don't know. Listen to Amy. She knows what she's talking about, right? Anyway, <clears throat> but I found her through a friend who lives in Bangkok. And uh, the first time I ever went to a photo shoot her, with her, God help me, uh, we had a photograph taken of Amy lying on a sheepskin rug. Yes, folks, that happened. And at the time, I'm thinking, well, you know, Kundalini people, they kind of do sheepskin. Maybe this is okay. When I look at that photograph now, I'm just thinking, WTF, like, Amy, there's like, I don't even know. Like, you, I, I, I don't know if it's like weird kind of infant Amy on a sheepskin or if it's kind of like overdressed porn yoga Amy on a sheep. Either way, it's a terrible photograph. But you want to know what, Deanna? The first time that I launched Growing Your Yoga Business, uh, I had that photograph on the sales page for that program and like 60 people signed up for that program. Like, you know, I, I made six figures in like weeks and it had that god awful photograph on it. So my point is, um, you get to start where you're at, you know, the, the photos that you're, oh, the photos that you have taken the first time, they may not be the right ones later on, but you can always reuse them on Instagram. If you do what I'm talking about today, Deanna, your photos that you get done, even if your brand changes direction, if you start out simple, 
they will continue to serve you. So don't wait. Deanna has asked a second question. Great question, Deanna. You're awesome. Uh, okay, so Deanna's teaching trauma-centered yin and yoga and yin. Okay, so Deanna, start with, like I said, lots of pictures of just you. And as you spend more and grow more, um, then you can start to specialize uh, maybe with some yoga, some pictures of you doing yoga asana, maybe with some pictures of you working with somebody in a trauma-sensitive way, but start with just basic pictures of yourself. Deanna's second question is, so when choosing a photographer, can I just use any photographer or does it have to be someone that specializes in action shots? Not action shots, Deanna, personal branding is what we're talking about, folks, if you're going to choose a specialist. But I will talk a little bit more about prepping your photographer so that even if they are a baby photographer like Lubica, uh, they know what to do so that you get the product that you want. Um, okay, cool. All right, so let's move on. Um, all right, so create, choose your brand, clothing with branding colors in mind. Last point about preparation is to brief your photographer before. So like I said, spend time with them on the phone or in person, whatever. Here's what's really important, and this speaks to um, Gianna's point. If you're not used, If your photographer is not specialized in personal branding, i.e., taking photographs of people because they are their business, for their business. They may be unfamiliar with the dimensions of the photographs that you need. Think about it. If you if you choose someone who normally does wedding photography, they are probably very accustomed to taking gorgeous photographs that are largely standard photo dimensions, landscape or portrait, but standard dimensions. They will not serve you well in the online space. So you need to talk to your photographer about the types of photographs you need taken so that you can crop them to be used on things like they need to be able to crop square so that you can use them on Instagram, so that you can use them on Facebook posts, so that you can use them on your Facebook profile photo. They need to be able to be cropped uh, like short and long so that you can use them in an email header or for your Facebook page, cover photo. Uh, they need to be able to be used in Facebook advertising, which is a different type of rectangle. Again, depending on the website that you have and the template that you're using, they will need to be cropped in that way as well. Now, I'm not saying every photograph that your poor photographer takes has to be able to be cropped for all of those dimensions. But across the photos that you have taken, they do need to be used across different platforms in different formats and a, a standard like you know graduation or portrait photographer or headshot photographer may not be mindful in advance of the dimensions that you need your photographs to be cropped to so have that conversation straight up and all you need to do is like google i don't know if you google say um basic online photograph dimensions it would probably give you facebook cover you know instagram post facebook ad blah, 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 whatever and, the, and the, a, a little image of the dimensions, if you even just show that your photographer will help them make the photos so that when you get them back, uh, you can crop them in a way that's going to be able to be used on different platforms. Uh, I hope that makes sense. I don't know if I described that particularly coherently. All right, so we've talked about boundaries. We've talked about preparation. Now I'm going to give you one, two, three, four, five points about what to do on the day on the day to make sure that you get the photos that you want. The first one is to take care of yourself, really. Um, you know, eat well, rest up, 
don't cram your photo shoot into an otherwise busy day. Even though I'm with Lubica for uh, in an hour to have a photo shoot, I am knackered. There's another Australian phrase. I am totally exhausted by the end of that 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 hour. Like I'm done for the day. I'm having food panda. Bring me some Rasayana, you know, Somtam, and I'm drinking some coconut water, and I'm watching Netflix, and I don't care who knows it. Like I'm wiped at the end of that day. So just it is a long day. It is a lot of work. You, you will put out a lot of prana in this way. So take great care of yourself. Sleep well the night before. Um, you know, have snacks. If you've got a, a tumultuous relationship with your glycemic index like I do, take snacks. Don't mess your lipstick when you eat snacks. Take snacks. Uh, stay hydrated. You know, all of this stuff, really important. Take great care of yourself on the day. <laughs> B, stay sober. Now, this one, uh, simply because some of those like glamour photography type places, you know, like boudoir photography, that sort of stuff, um, some of that is a bit like, oh, we start with a glass of champagne and then we continue with a glass of champagne and then we continue with a glass of champagne. Awesome. Uh, it won't help you <laughs> for this. So uh, if the photographer, if you happen to have chosen a photographer who tends to do boudoir or you know that sort of glamour portraits or whatever sometimes those packages include a glass of champagne i say say no have the champers once you get home stay sober on your photo shoot like uh, the reason why does amy say that the, that you know here's the suicide helpline situation that i'd mentioned at the start of the hour they start with a glass of champagne i didn't drink it so i was already uptight enough i didn't need to be kind of tipsy as well but don't say no to the champers uh Next one, on the day, ask to look at the back of the camera as you go. This is another mistake I made that first time. I, I didn't look, and I just presumed that we'd done all the briefing. I'd sent her all the photographs I wanted. I'd said no black and white. I'd talked about, you know, exactly what I wanted. And so I just, because she kept telling me how experienced she was, I gave all my power away, and I trusted her, and I never looked at any of the photographs as she was taking them. And it wasn't until the end that I saw them all, and none of them, none of them I could use. None of them. Now, I was talking to uh, Renee O'Shea, my uh, photographer that I love to work with in Brisbane. Uh, last month, I think she did a training for the Keep Growing Mastermind, and we were talking about this point, and I was asking her opinion. As a photographer, how do you feel when, when a client says, hey, can I check them out as you're going? And, and she said she's fine with it, and I love this, she's fine with it on the proviso that you are looking at the photograph to make sure that she is getting the images that you want. What she said is what she's not available for is for someone to look at the back of the camera and say, I look fat in that one. I've got a double chin there. My bingo wings are too flabby in that one. I hate myself in this picture. Oh, my hair's a disaster in that one. So I really, really, really recommend that on the day as you go, you ask the photographer to check in. Can I just check that one out? I want to make sure that my arsenal was aligned. Can I just check this one out? I want to just make sure that I'm going to be able to crop it because I really want to use it for my Facebook ad. Those sorts of things. Look at the camera as you go with the photographer to make sure that by the end you'll get the product that you want. Do not look at the camera, the back of the camera as you go to criticize your own beautiful physical appearance. That will not serve you. I promise, I promise, I promise you are a perfect looking yoga teacher for the people who want to do yoga with you. You got to hear me on this, folks. 
if you get nothing else out of today's podcast or fuck it, any of my podcasts ever, get this. You are the perfect looking yoga teacher for the people who want to do your yoga. The fact that you look exactly as you do is part of the reason why people want to come to your yoga. You've got to get this one. So judging yourself, believing the inner critic, being um, harsh with yourself as you're looking at the photographs is a disservice to you, your beautiful embodied self, exactly as it is, and all those people who aren't doing yoga yet because they haven't found someone who looks just like you. Think about it. Think about it. It's powerful. So look at the back of the camera as you go to make sure that you're getting the photographs that you want, not, not, never, to be critical of your own beautiful embodied self. Next one on the day. Make it clear to your photographer that you are a yogi. What do I mean by that? I mean, as a yogi, you are accustomed to being told in exquisite detail exactly how to place your body in space. Now, think about if you teach brand new beginners, people who've never done yoga before, think about what they're like when they come to the sticky mat. You tell them something, they don't know what you're talking about. They don't know how to, how to. oh, you mean my right leg, not my left leg, let alone like slightly externally rotate your femur. You know, they don't, they don't know where they, where they are in space. They have no body awareness. That's what most clients are like with your photographer, except you. And they may be uncomfortable telling you, no, 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 chin down a little bit more, a little bit more, tiny bit up, perfect. They might, they, you know, they might be hesitant in giving you that level of physical movement detail. The fact is you're great at receiving it. They are never going to have an easier to pose model than you because you are trained in how to apply minute uh, physical adjustments, verbal cues to your own body. So let them know that. Tell them. You know what? I'm a yoga teacher. I'm accustomed to people telling me exactly what to do with my body. You can't offend me. You can't make this too complicated. I want to get this right. You just tell me exactly what you need me to do with my body and I'll do it. What a relief to everybody. You can do it. You're good at it. And they'll be able to get <clears throat> you even better placed so that the photographers look even better. Look, me and Renee, we got it down to the point where because of my fetish for buying terrible quality yoga pants for one-off use in photographs, we have like the, actually, that's camel toe. Like, that's where we're at with our relationship now. She can just say that to me and I'm like, okay, just let me make that micro adjustment. And now I'm photo ready. You know, uh, hint, if you don't have a photographer that you can talk about camel toe with, you can Photoshop that later. Just as an aside, it wouldn't be an Amy podcast if we didn't go a little bit into wrong town. Apologies, everybody. That's what happens when you study with an Australian yoga business coach. Crass. Crass. Can't help ourselves. So tell your, tell your photographer that you are accustomed to taking minute, exquisite, micro-detailed body posture adjustments uh, and let them do it and do what they tell you and ask questions. This much, more, left, up, down, put my hand here or here, tilt my head this way, that way, go with it. And the last point on the day is like have fun. I know this is a lot of information, but the more you can be playful, I worked with this photographer in uh, – when I was in Edinburgh, those blue wall photographs in uh, on my homepage. And she also was used to working with families. And it was so funny. She had this puppet 
that she she had she would hold up like the reflector to get the light inside, and then she would had a hole in the middle of the reflector, and then she had this hand puppet like sock puppet, and she would put the, this is just me and her, mind you, in my friend's house, and she put the sock puppet on, and then she would talk with the sock puppet. It was freaking hilarious. Like cacked myself for the whole ninety minutes she was there, and you can see it in the photographs. I'm having so much fun because it's absurd. Grown up to grown up sock puppet situation it was so funny. So you know, if you have fun, if you are having fun and enjoying yourself, that warmth will be conveyed in the in the photos. You'll see pictures coming out of my latest shoot with Livika. Like I'm just laughing because it's so funny. Like you know, we're just we're just hanging out and she's doing her thing and I'm doing mine and we're having a laugh. And those photographs are um, more relatable to your people. They will be better for your marketing because they're more authentic to who you actually are. So last point, have fun. Let me run through the on the day points one more time. So on the day, take great care of yourself. Stay sober. Ask to look at the back of the camera to check that you're getting the right shots, but not to be self-critical. Be a yogi and ask for physical adjustments and have fun. All right, folks, they are all of my my points for the day in preparing for your first yoga photo shoot. If you have any questions, type them into the – Third. If you have any questions, type them into the Q&A box. I'd be very happy to answer them for you. I know there's um, a bunch of you here live, which is super fun uh, today. So any other questions, go ahead and type those in. Um, while you're doing that, I do want to remind everybody that the Abundant Yoga Teacher Retreat in Thailand is coming up again on uh, in just under three months. So if you haven't checked it out yet, I really, really encourage you to go take a look, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. We are half full uh, now, actually a little over half full, uh, which is super exciting because it's an absolutely gorgeous collection of people are coming, mostly from Australia this time. Sarah Powell's coming in from the UK, some other people coming in from the UK. But um, So if you haven't had a look yet, please do. I was uh, looking at my Insta feed this morning and the beautiful uh, Bethan Morgan posted something and tagged me, a picture of her doing Bakasana at the Bangkok airport departure lounge uh, a year ago because she was just flying home to London after being on retreat and she was just sharing in her post about uh, how much her business has grown and how by being on that retreat she realized that in fact that was her dharma and she did not want to do anything other than teach yoga and Pilates and, and how she's been rocking it in business ever since. You know, again and again, I see this from the people who have been on retreat yesterday. I had lunch with the fabulous Sam Seegers, who was down in Byron with her friend for the afternoon. Um, Sam's just come back from retreat, and she was telling me that uh, she's having a phone hookup with, with her retreat buddies to check in with how they're all going, progressing their goals that they set for themselves in Thailand. Uh, you know, she's talking about coming back. Um, next time so you know and this is these are not uncommon messages it really is a very powerful time Uh, it's one of my most favorite places in the whole world so if you haven't had a look yet um, do go check it out like I said it's just over half full but you we've still got three months to go so uh, not too late to get yourself a great flight uh, arrange time off from kids or whatever else needs doing and come spend a week in Thailand doing yoga, meditating, eating amazing food, being well taken care of, resting up. Really, honestly, I can't emphasize this one enough, creating friendships that you will have for life. And I don't really don't think that that's overstating it. And, of course, uh, growing your yoga business with me, with uh, twice-a-day yoga business coaching sessions, personal development, but largely 
business training. So if you like what we've just done today, you know, we'll be doing that, this sort of training in community based on some of my favorite yoga stories and mythology for a week. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Check it out. amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats. And if you do have any questions about the retreat, like honestly, please send me an email and we'll set up a time to talk. You know, I, I, I won't name names, but I've had women on the phone who wanted to know about what are the mosquitoes like? Is it really safe to eat the food? Will there be reliable electricity in my room? Like questions that you may think are, can I get tampons? Can I, is there internet? Um, you know, these, these questions get to be important for you. Don't, don't feel that you can't ask me questions because they might be stupid or you should just be able to handle it. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm definitely an energetic empath. And, and so I get, the importance of knowing the answers to this, these sorts of things. So if you're thinking about coming but you have a hesitation, um, please know that I am not interested in manipulating anybody to buy something from me that's not meant for them. Um, but I am happy, very happy to get you clarity on your question and find out if it's a good fit for you or not. You cannot ask me a silly question. I promise. I just don't believe in them. I think we all deserve to feel comfortable with our choices. <clears throat> so um, please reach out. Uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash retreats is the webpage for that. And if you do have any questions, please shoot me an email at amy at amymcdonald.com.au. I can't see any more questions coming in. I really hope that means that uh, my Wi-Fi hasn't dropped out and that you are all here still <laughs> here with me. Uh, it's been super fun. I am going to go eat more breakfast because you have to overeat in a town where the food's still good. And then go and study three more hours of yoga philosophy with the incredible Carlos Pomeda. Lucky me. I hope you've got a day that is equally gorgeous. Thanks, everybody, for joining me live. And a reminder, if you want to hang out live, if you just check these out on Apple Podcasts, uh, uh, hit me up, uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash namaste. We'll stick you on the list, send you an email every time we're about to go live so you can get your questions answered. Uh, and if you are a regular podcast listener on Apple Podcasts, I would be so, so, so grateful if you could write me a review. If you find these helpful, I get a lot of emails from people saying that they binge listen to these. Deanna's just said she she's binge listening at the moment. Uh, it would mean the world to me if you could take a minute or two minutes max, write me a review, leave me some stars. Honestly, it really, really does make a difference to me. Um, my business, my my prana level, um, seeing those. Uh, otherwise, it does feel like talking to myself sometimes for an hour every day, every week. Uh, so I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That would be the bomb. Take care, everybody. Have a beautiful rest of your week, and I'll speak with you all again soon. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.